And then I just hear some guy go, hey, man, you toke. And it's like, well, yeah, I certainly do. So I just hopped in the dude's car. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of my van, but I couldn't find the keys. Maybe don't use a TomTom -tom in 2015. I wonder if that Greek dude has died yet. I know people have been waiting for him to. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you? It's your old pal Joe checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday. We're back to business, people. I'm back in Atlanta. What's going on with you? How have you been? I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, hey, that is A-okay. All right? Let's get some business out of the way, people. JoeKellyComedy.com will be launching very, very soon. Sometime this week. I'll make a big, a bigger announcement when it is officially launched, but be on the lookout for it. I got the audio back from my album that I recorded in June this past week, so I got to go through that and get all the tracks together, but it's going to be available on my website, as well as streaming services, but yeah, check it out. There's going to be all sorts of videos. I'm going to try and make it, uh, I don't know interactive or some shit like that just check out the website i'm very happy with how it came out it looks fucking dope and then uh, and then the album will come out very soon so good things all around on my end people you know all sorts of good things i hope good things are going on in your life you know i don't want to talk about nothing that's going on in the world covid and, and vaccines and none of that shit i have no interest in the news this week it's been, uh, been far too busy getting settled back in, but uh, I'm going to share, this is going to be a little fun podcast. I'm going to share a little van story here. I've never told this story in its entirety. I think people know bits and pieces here and there, but uh, I don't know why this popped in my head today, but I was like, I just feel like telling, I've never even thought about that story in its entirety. So what better way to do it than on the podcast? You know what I mean? So this was back in when I first got my van my gold minivan for the case you're just tuning into this podcast and you know nothing about me i lived out of a van for a little while why because i wanted to because it seemed like a very good idea because i wanted to do comedy and i figured i wasn't going to make any money doing comedy and i wanted to do it everywhere so i just lived i just bought i got a van gold minivan and built a bed in it and did that shit for like three years. So that's the backstory on why I got the van. But I was working at some fucking, uh, just some restaurant in Nashville, Tennessee. So I was still living in Nashville, but just out of a van, you know. <laughs> I hadn't figured out the whole traveling aspect of it at this point in time. But I had a very long, I don't know why, I had like three or four days off uh, just randomly. So I decided, hey, I got this van. I might as well use it. And I think it was sometime kind of towards the end of winter because it was still a little bit cold in Nashville, a little bit chilly, some might say. So I decided to go to Louisiana because I was like, hey, it'll probably be warm in Louisiana. I'll just go further south, take my van, have a good time in Louisiana. Decided to go to Lafayette, Louisiana. Why? I don't know. I really have no idea. I looked at Louisiana. And I was like, I don't think I want to go to New Orleans. And then I saw Lafayette. Or maybe I just looked up Louisiana comedy and it popped up. But they had an open mic on a Sunday. 
So I was like, I'll drive my van, this new sweet whip I got, down to Louisiana. I didn't even have a bed in it at this point in time now that I think about it, man. This was pre-bed. I just had a van with no fucking seats in it at this point. <laughs> That's what I had. No bed at all. No plan. But I was just like, I got the van. You know, there's a sleeping bag and a pillow back there. Like, let's fucking go. You know, I'm realizing that's how I approach most things. I just kind of think of something and then just fucking, I just go. You know what I mean? I'm trying to do better with as I grow older. But I still, like, even trying to get, like, furniture for my apartment, I was just like, I just need couches, so I'll just go get couches. And uh, I had a friend who was going to give me a couple couches but then when i got there i was like oh these are way too big and they're like well how big of a an apartment do you have and it's like i have no idea you know i didn't measure <laughs> the apartment at all i just knew that i needed a couch and someone was like hey we have a couch and i was like perfect i'll just go get the couch but uh it all worked out anyway but that's what I, that was the whole approach with the van going to lafayette i was like they have an open mic on sunday i will drive down i can't remember if i left friday or Saturday. I want to say I left Friday after a day shift at work. I did because the plan was I left Friday after work, right? The plan was to get down to Canton, Georgia of all places because it was kind of on the way to Lafayette and there was a show going on at some pizza place. Uh, I didn't know the dude, but I got put in touch with him and he was like, yeah, you can come through and do a spot. You know, you're just driving through, whatever, come through Canton, Georgia. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'll get off work. I'll get on the road right away and I'll get to Canton and I'll do the show and it'll be great. I get out of work and I have a flat tire. <laughs> just, just immediately it's like, okay, this, uh, this trip was doomed from the get-go now that I think about it. Had a flat tire. So I go out to fucking, I think it was somewhere on Charlotte Pike, maybe, in Nashville, Tennessee. And I can't remember if I got a used tire or they plugged it, but it was very busy that Friday. I'm bumping the mic here. I don't know if that came through. Very busy on this Friday. The roads were busy. So it just, it set me way back. But I was out of work early enough to still make it in time to the show, even with the tire thing. I might have been cutting it close, but... I still had enough time to make it to this show. So I get the tire, and now I'm driving to Canton, Georgia, which I have never been to. I don't even think I had been to Atlanta at that point in time in my life. So I was just driving. I didn't really know where I was going. And for some reason, I don't know why I wasn't using my phone's GPS. I think I was using like one of those old Tom Tom GPSs, you know, again, people, I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but I was just going right. So I guess I missed the exit for Canton. I missed some exit that I'm supposed to get off of. So I get off on the next exit or the next exit was like some interstate changeover, some shit like that. What is it up there? Maybe 840, 850, something like that. I think that's near Canton. So I had to go down one more and then I was coming back. And rather than just taking me back to the exit past the road, they told me to get off on a different exit. And every part of me was like, Joe, what you should do is just go back to that exit that you missed. This new route, I don't know if we can trust it. But, you know, 
Technology is much smarter than me, right? I'm just a dummy. I don't know these roads. Technology, how could it ever lead me astray? Boy, oh boy, it sure fucking did. I get off this road or off the interstate onto some like highway, and then all of a sudden, I'm just taking back fucking roads. <laughs> like in the middle of the fucking woods, no houses, no lights, two lane roads, speed limits 55, all windy and turning. No one's really back there on the road. It's just me. And the GPS is saying it's going to put me like 40 minutes behind. You know what I mean? I just don't know. I still can't process why I didn't just turn around. It seems so simple, but in the heat of the moment, I was young, you know? When was this? 2015. So how old was I in 2015? I was 28 years old, I think. I couldn't make sense out of it. Come on, people. Cut me some slack, will you? I didn't understand the GPSs and the roads of the world. Not quite yet. But after, <laughs> you just keep learning as you go, people. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, the fucking back roads. They took forever. Took absolutely forever. But I make it to the pizza shop, right? And it's in Canton, Georgia. And uh, there's nobody really in the pizza shop. You know, there's very few people. I think most of them knew the people who were on the show. So I walk in, and the dude hosting the show, he's like, hey, man, good to see you, blah, blah, blah. And there's, like, supposed to be one more comic. The person on stage is wrapping up, and then they got their closer, their headliner, who I think it is their friends, or the person's friends. I can't remember if it was a dude or a lady or whatever, you know. But the person's friends are there to watch. So I walk in, the person on stage does like two more minutes, and dude's like, I'll just put you up now. And it's like, oh, okay. And I bomb in this pizza shop. And uh, it wasn't good. Nobody knew why the fuck I was there. I didn't know why the fuck I was there. Were my jokes good back then? Yeah, I had some decent ones. I hadn't worked enough pizza shops yet. You know what I mean? I was used to comedy clubs like A Rooms. <laughs> Not some fucking hillbilly pizza shop, you know what I mean? I can't make those, I couldn't make those people laugh, not at that point in time. I was used to the hot crowds, you know? Not a bunch of fucking stromboli-eating cousin fucking Canton, Georgia folks. You know what I mean? Hillbillies. But nobody had fun when I was up there. And that's okay. You get used to it. And uh, dude was like, well, at least I'll get you some food. And I was like, that'd be great. It's been a hectic day. And uh, the kitchen was closed. <laughs> so <laughs> there was no food to be had. No laughs to be had for me. And uh, it just wasn't that fun. And he was like, hey, man, they can fire the grill. Oh, they can get the grill going for you. They can fire up a burner or something like that. And it's like, no, please don't do that. I feel very unwelcomed at this point. And it's not their fault. They were very polite people. First impressions are everything, people. And I made the first impression of an asshole. So I didn't want to continue that fucking, 
you know, I show up late for a show. There's one guy left. Nobody gives a fuck about me in this city. And for some reason, they're putting me on stage when they thought they had one person left. And then I'm going to go, hey, would you mind firing up the oven that's probably been cold for 20 minutes? I'd like a slice or two of pizza. And am I going to pay for it? No. The dude said I could have it. I'm not going to be that guy. I cut my losses. And uh, I think dude who was running the show is like, do you want to like crash? I stayed till the end of the show, people. I watched the headlining set. Fucking crushing. <laughs> I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Probably wasn't crushing. Who knows? I don't remember who it was. But he offered, the, the host offered if he's like, you want me to, you can stay, you know, at a couch. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to get the fuck out of here. You know, <laughs> I'm going to leave immediately as a matter of fact, because I got, I don't know. I just got something to do. And uh, I think I just drove to a rest stop. I think it was somewhere maybe, I can't remember, Alabama, Arkansas, something like that. I believe one of the A states. And that was probably the best moment of the whole trip, to be honest. And this story's not even halfway over, people. But staying at that rest stop was probably the best experience of that entire trip. And little did I know, staying at rest stops would be some of the best experiences I've ever had on the road. I don't know why, but rest stops are just dope. They're so cozy. It's always pretty quiet, and they're kind of in the woods. You know what I mean? Like, they usually don't put a rest stop right before a city exit, you know, you're not coming into Nashville or Atlanta or any major city. And it's like, Hey, right before you get to this city, there's a rest stop, you know, fell in love with rest stops. And I don't know why I still do. Sometimes I'll just, there's always one. I'll stop at this one rest stop on my way up to Nashville coming from Atlanta every fucking time just to kick it for a minute. You know what I mean? I can't figure it out, but I love rest stops. I was at a rest stop one time in fucking Nevada, I believe it was. I think it was later in that year, in 2015. But uh, I was coming back from California, coming back to Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I was walking in to like brush my teeth or some shit like that, and I just smelled weed. So I just kind of looked around for a half a second and just kept walking. It smelled good. And then I just hear some guy go, hey, man, you toke? And it's like, well, yeah, I certainly do. So I just hopped in the dude's car. <laughs> he's like, come on over, man. It's like, all right, cool. So uh, <laughs> he's got this cool. He's driving from California to, like, fucking Wisconsin. And we're smoking out of, like, some fucking snake-coiled pipe. You know, like a glass piece, but it's like a snake. <laughs> fucking this monster fucking piece he's driving around smoking out of but he was a cool dude his name was michael and uh i think he was either going i think he either had weed with him or he was going to get weed but i think he was maybe moving to wisconsin to be with his son or something like that he was going to live with his son or some shit i can't remember exactly but we just hung out for like 20 minutes talk smoke and uh and then we went on our respective ways. I love rest stops. You can always, there's always something going on. But anyway, stayed at this rest stop somewhere in Arkansas, Alabama. And uh, I cannot remember where the fuck it was. But uh, it, was, it was just great. It was just peaceful. You know, after the shitty fucking trip to Canton. 
And it's just like, oh, that's nice. But then I guess I drove down to Louisiana. I can't remember what I, if I did anything at all the first night. Because I am pretty sure, to be honest, I might have this whole story off. I might have left on Saturday. Either way, I can't remember the days exactly. But I remember the open mic slash show because they were doing a comedy show beforehand. I believe it was J.T. Haversat and Brian Ziola. Brian Ziola now lives in Jacksonville, Florida. If you ever are seeing him, hit him up. And J.T. Haversat, he tours all over. But uh, it was Sunday. I may have lost track of the days, but either way. So the show's going on, and I'm just chilling, watching the show. It's all fun. We're having a hoot. I believe the open mic was after the uh, show. So they do the show, and then the open mic's going on, and then I go up and have a good set. Did the same jokes I did in Canton, but hey, they went well, you know. And that's always good. That's the way to do it. You young comics out there, if you're any young comics listening to this, just show up to a city and do well. That's all you have to do to be a part of the comedy community in most cities. Unless they're fucking, what's the word, catty? Unless they're catty fucking bitches, which there are cities that have that. Most of the time, if you show up and do well, and you're from out of town, people will be like, hey, fucking A, who are you? You can come back sometime. And that's what happened to me here in Lafayette, Louisiana. So I had a good set, and it's like, oh, cool. And I think I had some van jokes at that point in time. So we start talking. We're hanging out. The dude who's hosting the show, I can't remember his name either. Fuck. But uh, he's like, hey, man, where are you staying? And I was like, I'm just staying in my van. I was just going to find some place to park. And he's like, well, why don't you, you park in front of my house? And I'm like, okay, cool. That sounds great. So we're hanging out. Everything's fine, whatever. And he's like, all right. Because JT and Brian were staying with him, too. So he's like, I'm going to get these guys, and then I'll meet you over at my house, his dad's house. So I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I'll be like five minutes behind you. And I'm like, okay, perfect. So I get the directions. I plug him in my old Tom Tom. <laughs> Tom Tom was fucking me, bro. And uh, I get to the dude's house, right? It's a dead end street. So I don't know exactly where the house is, but I pass it and then I turn around and I come back. And as I'm coming back up the street, there's like people hanging out in a garage and I just knew that there was going to be a problem. You know what I mean? I just knew it was going to be a problem. Me turning around at the end of the street with this minivan. I knew it was going to be a fucking problem. I just had that feeling, you know, I was like, I just fucked myself somehow. I somehow, I just fucked myself. I didn't know how, I didn't know why, but I was like, I fucked myself. But I didn't give it too much thought, you know, just let it go by the wayside. Go, ah, they're not the neighborhood watch, right? How could they be the neighborhood watch? They were the fucking neighborhood watch people. So I park in what I think, in front of what I think is dude's house, right? And me being me, I want to be hospitable. So what do I do? I break out a little weed, start twisting up a J in the front seat of my van. And after I roll it, I start to eat an orange because I got some oranges with me for this trip, you know? So I'm peeling the orange and I'm throwing the peel outside. And I eat my orange 
And it seems like it's been far too long for dude not to be home, but I thought he was going to call me or pull up or something. But either way, I just start seeing headlights pull very slowly up this street. And I'm like, that's a fucking cop. It's a fucking cop. <laughs> so I don't know it's a cop yet. I just assume it's a cop. But I also think maybe that's a dude just pulling out, pulling up real slow. So I'm like, I'll get out and see if it's him maybe. But I throw the joint under the car, under the van, just in case. And sure enough, it is a cop. Again, I'm not thinking right here, people. I get out of my van. I throw the joint under there. And then he hits me with the spotlight. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. And he said, well, what are you, what's going on here, buddy? And I was like, well, I'm just staying with my friend over here. I thought he was going to be home. I thought he was supposed to be here. And he's just like, okay, okay. Well, how about you call your friend real quick? And I'm like, oh, perfect. Hell yeah. So I give dude a call. And I'm like, hey, man, I was like, where are you? And he's like, I'm at home. And I was like, well, I think I'm in front of your house and there's a cop wondering what I'm doing here. And he's like, no shit. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'll be there in one second. So he comes bolting down the road. And he's like, no, no, no. He's supposed to be here. He's my friend, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so he gets in the passenger seat and we go up two houses. <laughs> And meanwhile, looking back, I could definitely see the cops like looking where my orange peel was, which is where the joint was for sure. <laughs> so they definitely found that. I don't know why I did that. Again, this trip was so fucking confusing. It, in comparison to the last, if you listen to the podcast where I, last time I dealt with weed with the cops, much different story. I've come a long way, people. But I just wasn't thinking. But he's like, hey, man, just pull in the driveway. Just park in the driveway. It's all good. And I'm like, okay. So we get out and we just get inside and we're like, we're just going to. Lay low, you know, we get in, smoking weed, smoking dabs. It's like, oh, my God, this trip has been crazy already. He's like, yeah, yeah but you can come back sometime and tell some jokes. It's like, okay, cool. And uh, he's like, do you want to sleep on the couch? And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to go sleep in the van. Like, that's why I got the van. And he's like, okay. So I go downstairs, and part of me is like, I want to go get that joint, you know. But then I kind of look down the street, and it's like, I think that might be a cop sitting at the end of that street. <laughs> so I just wasn't dealing with it. So I just hopped in my van, went to bed, you know. I forget what time it was. Probably 2, 3 in the morning at this point. Something like that, you know. I get to bed. <laughs> this story doesn't get any better. I get to bed. Exhausted from the journey it has been up until this point, right? I finally get some sleep. And uh, I guess it's probably like 7, 7.30 in the morning. I get woken up by a very loud thud in my whole van shaking. And I immediately go, the cops are they're coming for me for the joint, man. That is my immediate thought is going, oh, I fucked up. They're breaking into my van. And uh, <laughs> and I finally peel back out of these little curtains I made out of sheets and an old poker table mat. And I peel open my little curtain. And uh, the fellow who let me stay with him, it's his dad in his Mustang. His dad fucking was going to work, hauling ass out of their driveway, too, and just fucking smashed into the bumper of my van with their rear bumper. 
And I'm trying to get out of my van, but I couldn't find the keys. And I would usually lock it with the little remote, right? So it has an alarm set. So if I don't deactivate the alarm, it's going to go off at 7.30 in the morning. So I did, I'm searching around. He's like freaking out. He does. He's pissed. He's just looking around pissed off. And he hops back in. His, he's about to get in his car, and I finally found the keys, and I just pop out. Ryan <laughs> 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 fucking some gym shorts and flip-flops. You know, just messy, raggedy, long hair. Probably still fucking stoned off my ass from the night before. And I'm like, oh, man, what happened? (laughs) He's just so fucking pissed. (laughs) He's fucking livid. He was like, why would you park in the driveway? And I was like, just because that's where he told me to park. He told me to leave it in the driveway and then i look in my van and i'm like oh it don't look that bad and he's like he's like look at my fucking car (laughs) and it was uh (laughs) i don't think it was terrible but it was a mustang (laughs) compared to my shitty dodge grand caravan (laughs) never forget just the fucking I can't imagine he knew anybody had any idea that somebody was in that van. But after I found my keys and just rolled out of there, it was just like, sup, bro? You all right, dude? What's happening? What's going on? So he's pissed. He has to go to work, you know. He just leaves. He's just mad and, and just left. And I was like, well, I'm very tired. I'd like to go back to Ben, but I just was like, hey, man, how about I get the fuck out of uh, Lafayette? I think that's the best thing for me to do right now is just to get the fuck out of here. Because this has been, I was planning on, I can't remember when I had to be back to work. But I think I was planning on getting back to Nashville that Monday anyway. Something like that. But that was it. After the fucking accident and the cops and the fucking can't. It was just a nightmare of a trip. And I'm like, let me get the fuck out of this place. And uh, so I'm starting to drive, right? (laughs) I'm starting to get the fuck out of Louisiana. And uh, all of a sudden, the fucking transmission light goes off in my van. And now I'm just like, motherfucker. I don't know what to do. You know, I've never had a transmission light go off in any vehicle I've ever had. So I'm just like, fuck, what do I do here? So I pull off, find somewhere to park for a second. I'm like, let me find a mechanic real quick. And uh, found one. Found It was in like a... like. Off the beaten path, fucking old barn converted into like a garage. You know what I mean? Like dudes who seemed like they knew their shit. And I was like, this is where I need to be. And I was just like, he's like, what's going on? I was like, well, my transmission light is on and I'm just trying to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, man, you know, we don't really do transmission stuff here. I was like, oh, fuck. And uh, he's like, well, if you want. I could take a look at it real quick, but if there's something wrong, like I don't, we can't really do anything about it here. And I was like, ah, forget it. I'll just go to a transmission place. Uh, hindsight, that van would kind of burn transmission fluid. So I think it was just a little bit low looking back at it. But I find a transmission place. And this is like 10 in the morning, somewhere in Louisiana. 
at like a transmission place. You know what I mean? If you've ever been to like a transmission place, it's like you're back of the fucking line sort of thing. You know, like, oh, we got 36 cars we're trying to get through today. You know, we'll try to take a look at yours at the end. But uh, I just dropped it off and then I just started walking around, found this little Greek restaurant, had a fucking euro, you know, watched this old fucking Greek man just sit in silence while his family came up to him and said things. And he just stared off at the TV. That's what I saw. (laughs) That's how I spend my day. Watching this Greek man just been through it all and not giving a shit. And I was like, I get that. At that point in my life, at this point in my life too, but I understood it then. I was just so fed up with that whole fucking, just that whole two-day, three-day experience where I was like, I'd like to sit in silence and ignore people that love me too. (laughs) I'd absolutely love that. Uh, but I forget how the re- I think maybe after, I think I chilled there for probably a while. Maybe I had a cup of coffee, something like that. I can't remember. I could only go so far. You know what I mean, people? And they called me the transmission place. And they're like, well, what we think we need to do is just replace a couple of um, hoses, transmission hoses. You know, there's some cracks in there. So it's nothing major. And I was like, okay, that's great. And uh, we didn't get to it today, but here's what we can do for you. And the lady was just so fucking sweet. You know, she was just so kind. Just in her voice and in her tone and everything, you know. She was like, because she saw, they all saw like the bed and shit and my life in there at that point, you know. Everything I owned at that point in time was in that van, had little drawers and shit. So she calls me, and she's like, just come pick it up. Don't drive it too far. And we don't open until 8. But if you drop it off at like 7.15 in the morning, we'll take care of it. We like to help We like to help out our little travelers. And I was just like, oh, fucking awesome, you know. So I didn't have to get a new transmission. Went and picked it up. I think slept in probably a a fucking, maybe a Walmart parking lot. I can't remember. Something that was open 24 hours. It wasn't too far away. Might have been a Kroger parking lot. Took it in. I can't remember if I sat there the whole time or if I fucked off. I probably fucked off. I like to fuck off. (laughs) I love fucking off. But, uh, yeah, they knocked it out for me and took care of it all, you know. And then I got back to Nashville at some point in time. I can't exactly remember the rest of the trip. But I remember the transmission work, and I got the fuck out of Louisiana. What a strange journey that was, man. I haven't thought about that in its entirety in so fucking long. And it was just a lot of mistakes on my part. Just not paying attention. Not knowing to, hey, maybe I should just check the fluid in this thing. Also, hey, maybe don't park in someone's driveway maybe don't throw weed under your car maybe don't use a tom tom in 2015 you know maybe when someone says they'll give you food maybe you should just take the food no matter how bad you feel (laughs) 
definitely don't stay in people's driveways. I think that dude's dad wanted to fuck me up, but he was little, so I don't think he could. But my bumper on that van was fucked up forever. It was always it was cracked until I left Nashville. So I had that van for maybe two, three weeks, and the bumper got cracked, and it stayed that way until it ripped off on the interstate <laughs> and filleted my whole tire. I was yeah. I'm always getting tire problems before a bad trip. On my way to Seattle, first day on the road, I'm leaving with my friend Mary J. Berger. We're on the road for 15 minutes. My bumper rips off and just fillets a fucking tire. And we're supposed to be up in Cincinnati or some shit like that. That was an awful beginning to that trip. But that's for another day, people. But that's how it ended. I got the transmission fucking taken care of. You know, that dude that I stayed with, I think he moved out to Denver. I hope those cops are doing okay. I wonder if that Greek dude has died yet. I know people have been waiting for him to. <laughs> I'm sure they have. But it was a strange trip. It's also the thing is like, ever since then, I've been very hesitant to stay in people's like driveways or or, you know, People are like, you can park, you know, around my house or whatever. And it's like, no, I like to do my own thing. Because I figured out, after that, I figured out a system of places that I could stay where I didn't have to worry about, you know, someone hitting me or anything like that. So that's what I did. I just, I'd rather just not. (laughs) That fucking traumatized me. So if I've ever declined staying in your driveway or something like that, don't take it personally. I'm just traumatized because some fella's dad fucking just smacked the shit out of that van. And I thought the world was ending. Goddamn almost dead people. How about that? Little van chronicles for you. Taking a step back in time, sharing a story of my fucking van life days. I don't have any animal video clip of the week. I just realized. Of the week, I just realized. Can't speak correctly all the time. I have none. I'm trying to come up with one real quick that might be fun, but... I can't. There's some cool videos. I check it out on YouTube. I believe it's YouTube where this dude fucking uh, takes care of wolves. You know, he's a wolf guy. One of those types, you know, and he pets them and plays with them and has all sorts of fun with them. But he also has a, a, a Tibetan Mastiff, which is a big old, big old fucking dog, you know. And uh, I don't know. That Tibetan Mastiff makes those wolves look like bitches and treats them like bitches, too. He's the king. They're just pretty cool videos. Nothing really bad happens. If you've ever thought about, like, a wolf being real sweet, they're pretty cool to watch. Nothing bad this week, people. I'll post the link in the description of the podcast. Hey, hope you enjoyed this one. A little bit different, a little strange. You know, just a journey... Just my first van journey. I wanted to share it with you. I've never shared it with anybody else before. So thanks for checking it out, people. I appreciate you listening to this podcast and having some fun with me. Keep an eye out for JoeKellyComedy.com. My website is coming, I believe, this week. We should have it live. And the album will be out, I'm going to say October. You know, I was going to wait and and push it maybe longer to try and book like a run on it. 
you know, kind of promote it. But I think I might just put it out in, in uh, October. We'll see. I'll keep you all posted. Keep your eyes on JoeKellyComedy.com. Thanks for checking out the podcast, everybody. Appreciate your time. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. I'll catch you all around real soon. Later. <laughs>